New to the living healthy lifestyle or a healthy living veteran, this is your place for honest answers. Naturally Savvy with registered holistic nutritionist Andrea Donsky and health journalist Lisa Davis. Hello, hello, everybody. I'm Andrea Donsky and Lisa Davis, my amazing co-host, is away today. So I am hosting solo. Well, I am looking outside my window and the sun is shining and it is almost spring. I could feel it. I know it is on its way. And with spring comes cleansing, spring cleansing, spring cleaning and cleansing our body. So today we're going to be talking with Amy Keller, who's the Director of Education and Training for Organic India, and her background is in nutrition science and social work, and she pursues her passion for educating others and promoting conscious, heart-centered leadership. Amy, that's really cool. Welcome to Naturally Savvy Radio. Thanks for having me. It's exciting to be here. All right, so I know that we're going to be talking about spring cleaning, spring cleansing today from an Ayurvedic perspective. So let's jump in because, first of all, can we start off with you explaining what Ayurveda is? I've heard a lot about it. I kind of have a little bit of an idea, but perhaps you can give us a background. Uh, I think probably the easiest way to describe Ayurveda is it's the definition of it is the science of life. But Ayurveda has been the traditional medical system used in India for over 5,000 years. So it's just really a way of being which is completely congruent with nature, nature cycles, eating according to those cycles, you know, um, whether you're planting your food, harvesting your food, doing all of those things with nature cycles, the lunar cycle, all of those things. So really living uh, in harmony with nature all around you. So then would one of those cycles be spring cleansing? Is that something that is practiced on a regular basis because we're, you know, it's a renewal time? It is because gaining weight in the winter is really actually a healthy part of your circadian rhythms. So basically using that body fat as fuel is nature's way to help us start the new year, which is spring. So spring is really usually a time of famine, and that's what helps get off the winter weight. But a lot of people think, oh, I gained all this weight in the winter. But really, it's nature's protective way of getting you through the winter and into and prepared for that springtime, which is famine. Uh, traditionally, you know, thousands of years ago, we have much more access to food these days than we used to. But our bodies were prepared for going into that, you know, less food season. That makes sense in the animal world, right? That's what they would do. They would prepare for winter. They would do what they can to fatten themselves up. And then that would last them throughout the winter months. So it actually makes sense. And I love that you're saying that because, you know, that it's normal to gain weight during the winter, because I think a lot of us can be hard on ourselves to say, oh, you know, I've gained, you know, five, 10, 15 pounds over the winter months, but it's actually a normal thing for us to do. So not to be so hard on ourselves is what you're saying. And then when spring comes, we can actually shed that weight. Exactly. I mean, that's why they make sweaters uh, to cover up those extra pounds. But also, <laughs> it's you know that's that's a really convenient way. But if you think about it, the daylight is so short during the winter. We're supposed to be sleeping a much longer period of time. We're eating heavy foods. We're eating fat. We're eating um, you know animal products technically in the winter time that we have you know gained all of that to protect ourselves. Um, all winter long. So it really is a natural thing for it to happen. And it is interesting that, you know, we as human beings now have turned that into a negative, but really what it is, is it's nature's way of protecting um, us from from the winter and going into the springtime. Hmm. So what type of foods are good to eat during a spring cleanse? Um, well, 
early in this season, like when you're going into spring, uh, when you're talking about, you mentioned the animals, the deer would generally dig up early spring roots like dandelion, golden seal, turmeric, and different bitter roots that are loaded with different liver cleansing and bowel cleansing type of alkaloids. So before anything really starts to grow, animals were always digging up these roots and eating them as a natural way to start that um, sort of cleansing process. But then as nature starts to build the momentum, the ground fills with these chlorophyll-rich sprouts and things that start coming out of the ground. So these really tiny spring greens um, that are incredibly high in fiber and are really great for our microbiome um, really starts to increase our immunity and our mood and our energy by eating these really young, um, basically just coming from the seedling type uh, things growing. That's so interesting. You know what? I never even realized that. So they were, they basically, so it's just starting to grow. So they would eat it. It's full of nutrition. But then as spring progresses, that's when they start eating other types of foods that are growing more fully. Is that it? Correct. Yeah. So your body is really drawn to chlorophyll, which is what these, you know, these baby green spring, spring greens are full of. Um, for us, things like wheatgrass uh, and those types of uh, young greens, but then as spring starts to go, the grand finale of spring, which we know is the first fruits of spring, like berries and cherries and different types of things that really help getting your lymph moving and eliminating toxins and all of those things from the winter. It's really quite uh, amazing how smart uh, nature is, not just human beings, but you know all animals in the animal kingdom. If they follow the natural rhythms of nature, everything is really offered to us at the right time for what we need. Hmm. So you mentioned a little bit, you know, some of those herbs, what the animals, like the turmeric, what they were eating. So what other types of herbs can support the transition from winter to spring? Is there something in particular that we should be eating more of in our salads? Or, you know, if you can help us a little bit about that. Yeah, I think baby greens, anytime you can get any sort of sprouted things, whether they're alfalfa sprouts or dandelion sprouts, and we can do a lot of that sprouting ourselves. It's really quite easy to do those things. But anything that starts the seed off or... um, the babies of those things are a really great way to do that. So any young greens, so we know the grocery store is usually filled with those types of things. Now we didn't used to have access to spring greens and, and pre-sprouted things like that, but that's a really great time to start eating those fresh things and things that just seem really light and small and, and fresh. So not uh, some of the more mature fruits and vegetables and things like that, but some of the little tiny things that, you know, have just come to, to fruition. So we're talking about spring cleansing. How would these foods help our body cleanse? Well, like I said before, the chlorophyll is what is really amazing in these young foods. So, for example, we sell a wheatgrass and a moringa powder at Organic India. And these foods, so when you can't find them easily in nature because maybe you live in an urban city and don't have access to uh, a garden backyard type thing, um, get these types of foods or supplements that are high in chlorophyll because chlorophyll is really considered the blood of plants. And it is nearly identical to the composition of our own human blood. And that is one of the reasons that it is so good for us. So that's a really great way for it to trigger your body to start increasing the immunity and your energy as you're going into the spring season. Uh, It's funny because the idea of supplementation really came about, um, we were laughing here at the office the other day that uh, we wish that we were the person that we thought we could be when we bought all of this produce. And that's one of the great things about having these powders or things that you can just add to foods that you don't have to eat these huge, huge amounts of 
of fresh foods, but this is a great way to make sure you're still getting those benefits from the springtime of that chlorophyll and those types of things into your diet. Of course, anytime you can eat real foods is the best thing to do, but a lot of times we're traveling or, you know, we're running late or those types of things. So there are things that you can do that mimic eating all of those fresh foods. So what are some examples of some of those powders that, you know, people can use? And I know Organic India has different options. What are some of those options? So we have some new powders, which is our Wheatgrass Plus formula, which has wheatgrass and moringa. Both of them are considered bona fide superfoods, very, very high in nutrition, very, very high in antioxidants, vitamins, minerals, your branch chain amino acids that are essential, you know, building blocks to protein. We also have a Tulsi Greens Plus, which includes both that moringa, wheatgrass, and then some other digestive herbs to really kick off your body's ability to digest and start moving things like lymph and moving things like bile and liver um, uh, processes, get it really jump-started for those things. So those are two really great products that are easy to do. So let's talk a little bit about Tulsi. So Tulsi is also known as holy basil. What what is it good for? What does it what's it do in our body? Like what why would we want to be taking it? Holy basil Tulsi is probably my most favorite herb in the entire world because of its adaptogenic nature. So we like to refer to Tulsi as a two-directional herb or an intelligent herb. So there's a handful of herbs that are considered classic adaptogens, which means that they adapt to what your body needs. So an example of taking Tulsi, we like to drink it uh, in a tea or herbal infusion, but you can take it in a capsule and you can eat fresh leaves. You can do all sorts of different things, but it it lends itself really well, well to being a tea because it tastes really good. A lot of herbs aren't as delicious to drink, and hence the reason they end up in capsules and things like that. So Tulsi is really well taken as a tea, and it adapts to what your body needs. So, for example, if you drink it in the morning, it gives you energy, and if you drink it before bed, it helps you sleep. And there's not a lot of herbs in the world that can do that. So these herbs really promote homeostasis in the body. And the name Tulsi, really, if you break it down to the etymology of the word, it's Tula C. And Tula means a horizontal line or the balance is balanced. And C means the balance. So if you picture a traditional uh, Libra scale, Tulsi literally means that the balance is balanced. And it really is a testimony to the action that it has in your body. Amazing. And that adaptogenic herb, it helps, to help us with, helps us with stress. Is that one of the things that are just pretty much other things too? Other things too, but stress primarily because, uh, you know, we have all of these different biochemical reactions in our body to stress. You know, stress, there's good stress and there's bad stress, but you still have these um, reactions in your body. Mm-hmm. One of them being cortisol. Cortisol is huge. And a lot of people talk about that now in terms of weight gain and all of the different uh, negative effects that cortisol can have on your body if you have too much. So Tulsi is really great at mitigating that stress in your body and helping you relax and helping that, you know, stress response in your body, which triggers the cortisol. Um, It's also really great for digestion. One thing I think that we don't think about is our digestion is very much uh, directed by our own emotions. We don't think about emotional digestion as much as we think about the physical digestion of food. So Tulsi is really good at helping with emotional digestion by soothing your body and allowing you to to process that type of emotional digestion. Which makes a lot of sense. I mean, we shouldn't be eating when we're stressed because your body has to focus on digestion. But when you're stressed, it actually is stopping it from doing what it needs to do. So definitely good point there. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. 
So talk a little bit about Moringa. It's literally one of my favorite things in the world. So talk about why this is such a superfood and why we should be incorporating it into our diet. Well, Moringa has been, it grows in these uh, third world areas where malnutrition is really prevalent. And I like to think of uh, Michael Pollan's book, The Botany of Desire, how plants will actually proliferate themselves in the areas where they're needed the most. And Moringa is one of those things. It's referred to as the miracle tree because of its high nutrition. It is very dense in vitamins and minerals. It has all of the essential amino acids that you need to build protein, to build muscle uh, in your body. It's full of antioxidants, and it is readily available. It's one of the most sustainable plants on the planet. Uh, It's also referred to as horseradish root. A lot of times it has a bit of a spicy or peppery flavor to it. Uh, we uh, use the, the fresh leaves of the Moringa plant. Uh, what's really amazing about the plant is you can harvest this plant completely of all of its leaves every 90 days, and it regrows. So you can really see it as a sustainable food source, but also wild, wildly nutritious and super hmm. yeah, versatile. No, I, yeah, no, I love it. So let's get back to Ayurveda for a minute. So for people who want to cleanse or they want to, you know, now that it's new, they want to get, you know, come off the winter, cleanse their body. Do you need to be an expert in Ayurveda if you want to actually cleanse your body from that perspective? The great news is that you don't have to know anything about Ayurveda to uh, benefit from the different principles of Ayurveda. Just eating as we were speaking according to the nature cycles, the things that are growing now, the things that are freshest, the things you haven't seen all winter are the things that you should be eating. And literally the trigger of seeing fruit with your own eyes uh, starts that digestive process. It's very interesting. Um, amla fruit is something, it's, it's, a, it's one of the very few fruits in the world that has all five tastes, you know, salt and salty and bitter and all of the different tastes. Mommy, yep. And it, mm-hmm. it gets your body going. So just by looking at fruits and fresh vegetables and spring greens and sprouts and things that are just starting to grow will start the detoxification and the spring cleansing process in your body. Mm. Amla, that's, and isn't amla also high in vitamin C? Amla is one of the highest sources of vitamin C available in nature. Hmm. To me, and I so, didn't even absolutely. realize that's like an Ayurvedic, um, I guess, from India. I just, you know, it's so interesting because you hear a lot about different things, but you don't really realize or know where its origin is. And that was, that's something new to me. So thank you for teaching me that. Yeah, it's, it's actually a really amazing fruit. And we use it in our Trifolo formula also, which is something, you know, when we're talking about cleansing, Something that's important for cleansing in the spring is, you know, cleansing our colon and supporting our intestinal walls because, again, our body has been sort of in this acid-rich winter diet, you know, and so these herbs, these fresh grasses, the wheat grasses, the moringa really help alkalize our body after that sort of acid-rich winter diet. Um, And by eating these types of things, you know, we can eliminate not just that excess weight, but things that, you know, we start to notice that are plaguing us. Maybe it's bad breath or body odor, or, uh, things that people are finding that become a nuisance. These types of fresh alkalizing foods and herbs are really beneficial to get those things, you know, out of the system from the winter. Hmm. So if people are new to organic India or even cleansing, where would they start? Uh, well, new to organic India, uh, it would be you know, we have a psychic relationship with our food. And I think we have a lot of uh, education coming out about knowing your farmer, knowing where your food is from, knowing these things. So Organic India is 
always been about that. We work with small family farmers in India that grow all of these things and, you know, lovingly handpick them and harvest them for our supplements. We have an entire line of supplements and teas, and that's a great place to start with the principles of Ayurveda without having to know really anything specific about Ayurveda, but knowing that these herbs are grown organically and non-GMO using regenerative agriculture practices. They are so high in prana, or uh, prana is referred to in Ayurveda as the energy, the life force of okay. of a plant or of a food. Uh, so that, that's a great place to start with that. And in terms of cleansing uh, with Ayurvedic principles, just start eating lots of fresh fruits and vegetables in the spring and, you know, getting all of those young foods into your body. Hmm. And what's, what is their website if people want to learn more or to learn more about the products that Organic, organic India makes? Uh, it's organicindiausa.com. Right, because there's a U.S. division, which is great. All right, is there anything else that you'd like to leave our listeners with before, like when it comes to cleansing or Ayurveda or both? Um, I think probably the primary thing to think of when you're cleansing is that it's not a violence to your body. I think people take cleansing to a very difficult level sometimes and find it very unachievable and, and do things like, you know, feeling like they're starving themselves or they feel very, very deprived. Mm -hmm. When you're cleansing, you shouldn't feel deprived. You should feel energized. You should be sleeping better. You should feel, you know, full of energy that you didn't have before. Your digestion should start improving, all of these things. And just being really gentle with yourself. This is, you know, technically for your, for the human body is a big transition from winter to summer um, or into spring and then into summer. So really just honoring that cycle in your body and not forcing it to do something. If it doesn't feel right, it probably isn't. I love that. It's so true, right? Because we think, oh, we're supposed to like endure and it's cleansing. We should feel this or feel the detox symptoms. And that doesn't necessarily mean that it's better for us. So thank you for sharing that with us. I appreciate it. Yeah. So I also want to give a big thanks to Emerald Health Bioceuticals. They're our partner for this month and our sponsor of Naturally Savvy Radio this month. Thank you so much, Emerald Health. You can learn more about Emerald Health and their products at emeraldhealthbio.com. They make products for the endocannabinoid system. So they help to support, they have supplements that help to support our endocannabinoid system and address today's most common health concerns. So that's emeraldhealthbio.com. Well, thank you so much for being on our show today, Amy. We appreciate it. As Amy said, you can learn more at organicindiausa.com. I'm Andrea Donsky. Thank you all for listening and uh, have an easy spring cleanse. Stay well.